Welcome to the Radio Plasma Podcast, a space dedicated to the exchange of ideas, conversations, stories, music, performances, and randomness. Listen at radioplasma.com. Also, we are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashi Vega. And today, we are going to do a little tour through the canals of Holyoke. And for that, we are going to have an expert guide who knows every little detail there is to know about the Holyoke Canals. I want to welcome Robert Kamal. He's going to be our guide for an upcoming Holyoke Canal tour that will happen on May the 20th of 2017. And Robert, thank you so much for being here with us and welcome. Thank you, Johanna. I enjoy giving tours. In fact, this is the third year I'm giving various tours through either Holyoke or South Hadley. And I want to do it more in the future, too. So this is just a start, I hope, for me. And this canal tour um, I did last year for the first time. Um, I did it in December. I also did it in April last year, but it was a very specialized tour only for a few people because we had to prepare for Infrastructure Day, which Holyoke had last year in May. It was an award they received. So, yes, I'm doing this May 20th, but in the future of, you, of people out there, can I make the trip? 2018, 2019, maybe there'll be more canal tours because there's a great interest and they're of great importance to Holyoke. Holyoke has a big history heritage and it is important to keep this history alive and to be aware of what it means having the canal systems in the city that makes it so unique. Sometimes people go through the canals, each one of the three levels, many several times during the day some of us have actually the privilege of being on the canal as uh, part of our job. And yet, we don't know exactly what are those canals for, if there is any specific or practical use. Because we can think it is connected to the past of Holyoke, being an industrial city, but maybe we don't think that right now they are being utilized for something in particular. And... This is what we're going to be hearing from you on this tour, but also having a little teaser on this uh, session on the podcast. Yes, the Holyoke canals have never ceased flowing. They, they always had industrial use, and they still do. At this point, their industrial use is to produce electricity, called hydroelectricity. When they were built in 1848, their use was hydromechanical, which means the water drove a water turbine. And that turbine was connected through wheels up to cotton looms or paper machine. Now, the use have changed quite a bit, but it's still hydro, and this is now hydroelectricity. Holyoke is able to produce 75% of its own electricity through the canal and dam system which very few locations in the United States can, can do that. Because of the canal system, they can rely on very inexpensive electricity. And that actually helps get more businesses to Holyoke still. Many of the mills that seem to be empty are actually quite filled. There's businesses in them. And their advantage is not only the space is lower cost, but also electricity in Holyoke is lower cost. And so there's a great use. Now, you, you asked about a little teaser about what a tour will be like. It's actually quite different from last year's. This year is going to be more family-friendly. We're going to stop in places where uh, even children can appreciate the views. 
it's going to be less about the physical properties of the canal and more about its uses, its visual appeal, and maybe some of about its future. One of the stops will be at the Canal Walk on Ray Street. It's called the third phase of the Canal Walk, and it was a very beautiful addition they put in two years ago. They had a bridge there which was dysfunctional, and they improved it and put brick over it and put walks on both sides. And that alone connects to a lot of important structures along the mill. I'm going to be able to bring people along that, that mill walk, and we're going to be able to see a turbine, which is exposed. It's non-functional, but you can see some of the properties. You're going to be able to see a, a water tunnel, which is called a race. And it's been exposed because the mill that was used to be above it is now gone. And Race Street was named after the tunnels called races. Um, so that's going to be one of the major stops. Three of the other stops will be right along the Connecticut River. One of them will be in South Hadley because Holyoke and South Hadley are connected. Um, they're connected culturally. And they're connected by bridge, but they're also connected by the, the Holyoke Dam. And the other side, the northern side, is right along where the South Hadley Library is. And there's three brand new parks as of 2015 where people can descend in one park right towards the dam. In the other park, you can ascend r where the apron of the dam is. In the third park, you can descend down to where the last remnants of the South Hadley Canal remain. And the other last teaser is part of the tour will be a on the bus, just riding along the, the second level canal. And we won't stop. There will be five stops along the first and second level. But along the second and third level, there'll be an additional bus uh, where I, I pass certain mills, and I point out what it used to be for. I'm curious, how did you got so involved in gathering this information and this knowledge about the canals and about the history? Well, well in general, and later I'll do specific, in general, um, I, n I never lived in Holyoke, but I went to school in Holyoke for 13 years because I went to Catholic schools here. And so I gained an appreciation and also curiosity of what was there and is there. And so I always had that curiosity. And also I do many family trees for my family. And I kept seeing, oh, all these Holyoke um, events or mills, what were they for? You know, I knew some of them, but I was saying, oh, what was this one that's not there? What was it for? And what were the canals, and how did they function? And another general statement is that I was a physics major in college, and so I thought to myself, why would this water be able to generate so much energy? Which it did. The Holyoke Canal System was the most powerful structure in the world for 40 years, from 1850 to 1890. And I found that out just recently. And so I learned more about it as they go along. Now, specifically, why the canals, of, of all things? Well, about a year and four months ago, I always walk. The, or every, every day, I walk a little bit. In fact, I, I parked about 20 minutes from here. I walked here to, to your radio studio because I, I find ways to walk. And... So in January of 2016, I, I said, I'm going to walk with a goal. The goal will be I'm going to walk a part of the Holyoke Canal every day. So I had 31 days. And I would walk, I would walk about a mile. And right after that, I go to the Holyoke Library where they have the Holyoke History Room. And I look at maps and read books. So I devoted two hours a day every day in January 
of a year and a half ago. That's about 60 hours. And I had all this knowledge. And, and yes, it was great fun to walk it, but the knowledge was also important. And just, just by accident, I, I knew a woman named Olivia Mazel, and, and she came up to me during an event at the Holy Library. The, the event was called the, the 13 Dams of the Connecticut River in Holyoke. And she was in there, and she came up to me, and she said, I noticed you were asking questions to the presenter. And do you know more about the canal? And I said, yes, I know a lot of the history of Holyoke, and specifically about the canals. And it's very fresh in my mind. It was actually two months after I had walked it. And she said, well, Holyoke's been awarded a special day, infrastructure day, by the Boston Corps of Civil Engineers. And it's going to happen um, the second week of May of this year, of 2016. And she invited me to go on a special trip with her Holyoke Historical Commission, because they were going to be the presenters and host of that event. And so I brought seven of the the nine commissioners went on the trip with me, and for about two and a half hours, I presented all the details of the canal, how they function, where some of the mills were, and, and where the water was coming in, and about some of the future. And, and she liked it so much that she encouraged me to be part of that infrastructure day, and so I helped on that day for about nine hours. And it just, it, she asked, could we do this in the future, you know, have a canal tour? And it developed very well. So hopefully, there'll be sponsors in the future. They, they sponsored, the Holyoke Historical Commission sponsored the first two years. Um, maybe in the future, there'll be other sponsors for me. It does cost $160 for the, the bus itself. So I have to get that money. So I hope in the future, yes, keep going. I think this must be something established permanently. I believe this is an important piece of education for the school system, for residents, even as a tourist attraction for people to know about something so unique and so important for the infrastructure of Holyoke and in general of the Pioneer Valley. So I believe this should be an effort and I'm putting this idea out and people who might become sponsors or investors or people that can support this idea to make sure that the canal tours become something permanent because it's part of our history. It is one of the most beautiful assets we have in the city as well, along with the buildings and the landscape you can get, the combination of the buildings and the history and the nature surrounding, including the river, is something really valuable. I'm pretty sure there will be people that share this perspective and they will be interested on supporting and sponsor more canal tours. Yeah, that would be great um, in the future. And yes, it should happen at least once a year, maybe twice a year. There should be, there should be school groups that go on this tour. And if it weren't for the canals in Holyoke, there would be no Holyoke because the history of Holyoke depended upon the event you needed to have canals here for industrial power. Um, it was formerly part of West Springfield. And who knows what would have happened to this location? It, it would have remained farmland for a long time. And so it has distinction of being what Holyoke became because of the canals. And that is the number one draw. 
In Lowell, Massachusetts, which has a slightly longer canal, they do have tours. They have a tour boat. We could never have a tour boat in Holyoke. The reason the bridges that go over the, the canal are too low, and you cannot take most of them out. There's a few footbridges that could be taken out, but the road bridges cannot be taken out. They're too low compared to the water's height. But there could be bus tours and walking tours. That is quite possible. I've been surprised that um, people always have misconceptions about why the canals are there and how they function and where, where they're even located because they tend to see the ones that are in the downtown area. And they tend to make up in their mind, oh, they're for this and that. You know, it's been 170 years since the, the canals have been put in. And people lost the knowledge of why they're even here. I had my niece ask me two weeks ago, oh, I thought the, the water and the canals was a backup reservoir. No, I had to tell her. And I gave her a 10-minute explanation. No, it, it, it will never be that. It's always been industrial. And it still functions as that. And people that went on tour last year, they said, oh, I, this is how it functions? I didn't realize that. The first level canal is a true level. The second level is 20 feet lower, and it is the biggest of all, the second level. It is, in fact, about 65% of all the canals is in the second level, but it's 20 feet lower than the other. And those two are very, very obvious. A lot of people think the third level starts at the lower bridge between Holyoke and South Hadley called the Veterans Bridge. But it doesn't start there. It, the third level starts in South Holyoke. It's the smallest. It's only three-quarters of a mile. And it's another 12 feet lower than the second or 32 feet lower than the, than the first. And they're considered by engineers to be three levels. And their levels are controlled with very sophisticated sluice gates and the final, the third level, when it empties into the Connecticut River, empties another 28 feet deeper into the Connecticut River. So the drop from the dam's top water to the end of the third level going into the river is 60 foot, feet of drop. And that's a lot of energy. At this point, it has hydroelectric turbines at every level, and it generates electricity. In the past 100 years ago, they had hydromechanical only, and they had 52 races or water tunnels, which means they had at least 52 turbines, and those turbines were very powerful. There are, there are now still about 20 turbines left that still generate electricity. 18 are, pri are publicly owned by Holyoke, two are privately owned, and those are below the open square structure. Um, so I'm, I'm actually glad I can dispel their misconceptions. I was a high school science teacher for 15 years, and one of, before I became a teacher, one of my professors said that people always have misconceptions. They think they know what, how things work, what they're about, but by the end, they don't know. And even I'm prone to that. You think, you assume in your mind, it works this way, this way. No. When you start to look at it and you research it, it, you know, it's, very often quite different. The physical properties um, of how it worked and what it was used for are, are probably very different than you thought. And most people have that. And so I just I dispelled them from, from their mind. And I make mistakes along the way. I, I, one thing along the tour in December, I made a small mistake and I'll clear it up this time. You're listening Radio Plasma. And we want to listen to your feedback. 
Let us know your thoughts, ideas, suggestions, comments, requests, people or matters that you would like to hear about in this space. You can contact us on our website radioplasma.com and through our social media channels Twitter, Radio Plasma Lab and facebook.com slash radioplasma. How is it for you after doing this tour, the response from people? Well, I always like to help people out and gain knowledge. And it's always very positive, this tour. People responded immediately, do it again. I wish I could ask more questions. And they said, I'm going to come again. In fact, as of this point, we have about 34 people signed up. And I think about eight of them are repeats from December. And they told me, I want to learn even more. And a lot of people are, are local historians, too, and, and they want to continue. You can't t teach such a vast subject in three hours. The, you know, I made four stops in December. Five stops will be here in May. I guess there could be 100 stops to make along the Holyoke Canal. It's four and a half miles long. There were 52 factories along it at one point. And there were other uh, buildings that weren't powered by the canal that grew around it. And so you could stop almost anywhere in the canal and go through an explanation. For, for a lot of that, I have to build my knowledge, of course. I just can't point out every structure in Holyoke and say what it's for. But hopefully along, by doing this enough, people will gain more knowledge and people will get more, even more interested in Holyoke itself. So this Holyoke Canal Tour is going to happen on Saturday, May 20th, from 10.30 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., and this will be a tour with five stops, like Robert said, and it will be on a bus that will be departing from Holyoke City Hall. There are still some spots available for people who will like to join. And of course, it's first come, first serve basis. And they need to make a reservation contacting Robert through email. But also there is another, well, although it's a free event, uh, you are requesting some donations. Yeah, that's right. The Providence Ministries of Holyoke, which sponsors Kate's Kitchen, Margaret's Pantry, and St. Jude's Clothing Store, will be uh, the point of our donations. And I'm asking all participants, whether an adult or child, to bring two items. One item will be um, either a canned food good or a boxed food good. And the other item I hope they can bring is a used article of clothes and that is clean of course and each person brings one of each that would be about 40 items each category that's 80 items that I could then donate in the name of the Holyoke Historical Commission to the Providence Ministry uh, for the Needy in Holyoke and this was this was an idea of the Commission last year was free without donation this year we're hoping for donations which I believe is something beyond reasonable. Uh, whoever has the opportunity to bring even more of these items that are going to be donated through Providence Ministries in Holyoke, this, this is something that we must support and help, not only because of the canal tour, because we, we have to share and we have to help the ones in need. When you mention clothing articles, which ones will be the most uh, needed? I think they indicated that well, it's summer or spring and summer and fall coming up, so light wear would be much more appropriate at this point. Um, they do go through their items very quickly, so they're they're in great need. 
there's a lot of people in Holyoke and in the areas around it that need items. And in terms of the food items, it is more of a, a general, like you can bring any canned good that you have. And the whole goal is actually the two items would, would come up to about $5 of value. And that's about $200 donation to uh, the three, the, the pantry, the Kate's Kitchen, and the clothing store. How do you feel when you share your knowledge with people on, on the tour or just in general? I mean, just now uh, you were explaining to me some facts about the buildings around where the Plasma Media Lab is located here on Ray Street and Cabot. And for me, it's fascinating being able to get this knowledge from you. But what is it for you when you share what you know? Well, I, I'm, it makes me very happy to help people learn more. Um, that's why I became a teacher. And that's even though I left that, I, I still love trying to do that as much as possible to people that are receptive to that. And, and there's always loads of questions. In fact, beyond this tour, I do other tours. Um, Even when I was a teacher, I did way beyond my mission and, and helped with teacher programs with the school I was at. So I'd give five programs a year. And, and this is kind of an extension of this. So, for instance, in 2015, I had a genealogy program for French-Canadian uh, ancestors at the South Island Library. Um, last year, I had four programs. I had this tour. Plus, I helped out on Infrastructure Day. Um, in the afternoon of that day, I helped them in a small minibus go over to the Sahali side, and we went into the park structure below the library. Um, I also had a church outside church tour last year for St. Jerome's Church in Holyoke, which lasted about an hour and 20 minutes. Um, and there we walked around a couple blocks, and I explained what schools were there, what church was there, and how it fit into the neighborhood and what it has become. The, um, this year, I have this canal tour, but also starting in, in August, I'm going to have three more exterior of church tours um, in August, September, and October. Probably in this order. In August, probably Mata Della Rosa Church. In September, probably the Precious Blood Church, which is in South Holy. It used to be very close to here. Even though that church is not there anymore, the convent and the rectory are still there. And I'll, I'll be able to point out where the school and the church were. And it was a very important history because it was a center of French-Canadian life and culture in Holyoke. And the third church exterior tour that I'll have will probably be on Columbus Day weekend, October. And it will probably be a combination of the Immaculate Conception Church and the Holy Rosary Church, which were in the flat section of Holyoke. Um, on that tour, much of the Immaculate Conception is still there, but nothing of the Rosary left. But I'll, I'll still be able to point out what used to be there. And on what was called the River Road Stroll last weekend, I had a table and I was passing out materials about the flat's history because it was very close to the end of the bridge. And I was also passing out material about all the tours I'm doing this year, the one canal tour and the three church tours. And about 20 people stopped by the table and they asked questions about both the history and the tours. So how can people get in contact with you regarding the Holy Canal tool, but also if they're interested on, on the other tours that you are, that you are providing? Um, for the second question, the best way is to look under Facebook events. I always put my tours as a, a, a scheduled event. 
using Facebook because it's the best of social media at this point. And I'll give all the information there about, about that specific tour, how to contact me, what the tour will be about, and where to meet. And I did that last year, and I'm doing that this year for this tour and the three church tours. Um, for email, if you have questions about any given tour, or, or e before or after, if you have questions about something you saw or I wish you saw, you can email me at B-O-B-C-A-T, that's Bobcat, and then Bobcat4214B at yahoo.com. I always do it through a host. And so for last year's St. Jerome's Church Tour, I used the host of Next Stop Holyoke, which is part of Passport Holyoke. For a couple of library programs I did, I, I always do it through local libraries and they advertise. So you can always do it as part of other programs. And certainly, we will keep track and follow up with uh, the activities that you are organizing or being part of, so that way we can spread the word out through this platform and make sure that more people get the news, get involved, and have this amazing opportunity of learning and enjoying what we have as part of our history, part of our legacy, and, and, and enjoy what we have today as part of the aesthetic of our surroundings. Thank you, Johan. Uh, in the future, I wish to do many more programs, and it'd be great to have this uh, medium with you to really present them better. And I, I love Holyoke. I probably love it more than even the town I live in because it's always been my heart. The school that I went to were always in Holyoke. I'd always have my friends here, and so it's always part of me. So thank you. Robert, thank you very much for this tour, for sharing your knowledge, and also for making the time to be here and to talk about the Holyoke Canal Tours. And I'm sure many people will have this opportunity of enjoying the tour on May 20th, especially putting again that seed in some possible sponsors or investors' minds to make this a steady and permanent tour for the community to enjoy. Thank you. Well, this is the Radio Plasma podcast, and this episode was produced at the Plasma Media Lab at the Gandora Youth Development Center in Holyoke, Mass. I'm your producer and host, Johan Rashivega. Thank you for listening. <laughs>